and welcome to The Rotating Platform, uh, a podcast about video games, and the only podcast uh, not brought to you by Squarespace, <laughs> unlike, <laughs> so all, unlike all the others, although we've just mentioned them, so I guess that counts. Um, what? All the, podca- all <laughs> all the, the podcasts all the, the podcasts are sponsored by they Squarespace. MailChimp. MailChimp, 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 Audible with a free audiobook of your choice. Of your choice, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh um, those those uh, supplements that make your brain go faster. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always, I always the like, nuts in the box. I always like with where they try and theme the Audible advert around the podcast you're listening yeah. to. So it's like fans of cereal will really like <laughs> Hound of the Baskervilles, <laughs> and you're like, I don't know if these crimes quite compare. <laughs> like a quite different approach it's to crime solving. To me that they're not sponsored by. Breakfast cereal, right? Cereal, yeah. Breakfast cereal, we're like shreddies. <laughs> I love mean, Greg's. Or porridge. Yeah, it works on two levels, that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, very good. Nice. So these amazing cereal jokes are brought to, and prison jokes are brought to you by, uh, I'm Mark Green. Uh, on my left is Alan Madrill. Hello. And on my right is Matthew Castle. Hello. And uh, it's episode 12. It's the 16th of January 2014. Yeah. So happy new year, listeners. 2015, yeah. What did I good. say? 2014. 2014. See how many times I do that this year. I've done it already. Don't worry. 2015. Happy 2015. I'm so over 2014. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's done. It's so last year. And this year... Nice. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to make 2015 the year of playing video games, I've decided. Oh, okay. What was last year? Playing video games. <laughs> Reading video game books. Yeah, yeah, I did read a lot of video game books. Less books, more video games, just the way that uh, parents and grandparents like it. So, you know, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> is that not the slogan? Of four video games. <laughs> the whole video games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Happy New Year, everyone. Um, and, yeah, we're going to do some rotating platforms for you. Brilliant. Yeah, we're going to jump between platforms. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll move from one feature to the next. Any business to take care of before we move on to the main agenda? Um, I have landed from a flight, so I'm a little oh, tired again. Okay. Again. Um, so, yeah. Right, how many hours sleep have you missed? Um, I slept for a couple of hours on the plane, but I'm still a little out. Okay. So you, so you, when did you wake up? When? Not, I mean, not, not, not on the I plane. Don't, I can't work out times You just don't anymore. know. Time has ceased <laughs> to have any... I've escaped any... from time. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think I must have slept long. between like 11 and 1. UK time. All right. Well, we'll anyway. try and be gentle with you. Thank um, you. We're in a very echoey room, it's worth pointing out. So, uh, yeah, yeah, apologies if uh, we seem like miles away. Um, yeah, but let's let's crack on. So the, the, the 2015 set of platforms is uh, spinning in front of us. So uh, let's leap off uh, onto the first one after this. So we've landed on our first platform of 2015. Yeah, and appropriately enough. And appropriately enough, it is a platform about 2014. Yes. Uh, as you remember, on our last uh, podcast, we revealed our favourite games of 2014, and we put out an appeal to our listeners to offer their suggestions, which we are now going to run through and offer, what, is it some commentary or... Yeah, we're going to validate whether listeners are allowed to pick these as... Or, or uh... give it a derisive snort, possibly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I thought I'd, yeah, let's have a look at some of the more um, the more interesting choices. So Ben Summer, what, uh, he says I'd probably go Fantasy Life, not the game I enjoyed the most, but it managed to keep me interested for many many hours. So I haven't played this, but a lot of people mm-hmm. are talking about Fantasy Life on the mm-hmm. uh, 3DS, right? Yeah, 
Yeah. What the yeah. heck is it? Is it a... So it's a bit like kind of Animal Crossing, but with a bit like a bit more kind of purpose. It's sort of Animal Crossing meets Harvest Moon. So it's kind of right. massive um, sort of cutesy fantasy world where you kind of take on... The, it, they should actually call it like fantasy job because it's driven by you taking on different careers and then those mm -hmm. careers have their own little kind of RPG part. So it's like, an, it's like right. Harvest Moon if you could also play as a woodcutter or... A, a ironmonger, a major right. soldier. Sounds a bit Simsy. So it's very cutesy, like it's very sort of story driven. But there's a whole lot of collectibles. It's it's a real kind of completionist kind of hundreds okay. of hours job. But it's you know it's got brilliant localization. It's made by Level Five, who made Professor Layton, yeah. um, oh, yeah. and many other games. Um, so yeah, I think it's just like all consuming sort of thing. I mean, that's that's mm. that's its big hook. Is this that it's got you know, you're always like five minutes away from achieving your next little goal and then if you get bored of one life you can just have a different career. And I guess so, okay. like I guess yeah. that like in you know the current state of modern Britain uh, <laughs> it, it, that kind of appeals to people. Yeah. Well everybody has a, a portfolio career these days, don't they? It truly is a fantasy <laughs> a job for a life. fantasy life. Yeah. Um but yeah it's it's a, it's yeah it's a sweet little game. I I've only very casually dabbled with it. Um Mm -hmm. Just because I didn't really have time to lose myself in a hundred yeah. hour. This is it. I don't think I could get into that. I just, you know, I, too much. Life's too short for me to spend my entire life in one game where you're spending too much time on your real life to have a fantasy. That's life, true. Is yeah. What you're saying. yeah, yeah, man. No, that's not right to do it. Don't be that would true. But I think um, that kind of thing you can just completely go down the rabbit hole. And um, the, I'm, Matthew, tell me, does it have that thing which really irks me in games where you have to? play at a certain time of day in order to no it's like not, that's the thing we spoke about this before drives me mental it's not quite life simmy in, in, in that way um, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a, an interesting and a good choice yeah, so I'm, is this, yeah I'm sort of treating this list as a kind of recommendation list for, yeah. for games that I've missed as well so thumbs up from Ben though yeah um, your game is validated yeah that's <laughs> validated that gets the, that gets the, the rubber stamp though, so, you know. some people are suggesting more than one game what um, yeah, yeah. That's a we, yeah we need to rule on this even though we yeah. did ten um, <laughs> so uh, R Richard Burroughs interesting few games here Watch Dogs <laughs> well I well, liked I quite it liked it was alright I don't know if it's your favourite your favourite game of the year not though. Not a game of the year, but enjoyable. No, I thought it was alright. Infamous Second Son. Uh, which well, some people have enjoyed that. Yeah. And A Shadow of Mordor, which well, I will... Yeah. He says, I love my open worlds. Well, that's fair enough, you know? I think... I mean, that's the thing about Watch Dogs. I really enjoyed actually just walking around... I'm going to say Chicago. You know what my yeah. memory for yeah, games is, is like? Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, I thought it was actually a very, very well done uh, sort of atmosphere. Yeah, and I thought the potential for that franchise is quite interesting as well. Mm. I'd like to see where it goes. Infamous is a series I've always struggled with. I like the first I, one. I think I always thought they felt like real, kind of like PS2 era open world game. You know, it's kind of where mm. everyone goes like, open yeah. world, you know, it's like a big city and it's just there for the sake of having it. The missions aren't mm. very good yeah, and the powers it, are a bit gimmicky. I don't know. It's, yeah, I was surprised. I think we talked about this before, but I was surprised when I bought it. Because I played it quite recently, the first one. And um, yeah, I was surprised how dated it, it it seemed, you know, and it looked kind of rough around the edges. But yeah. I think that's okay. It's Mordor I'm most surprised by because I don't think Mordor has got a massive world. It felt quite small to me. Um, you know, I, I thought it was okay, but it's not the world's most interesting environment. It's, it's fun it's to... A, a lot of very, feels very um, alive. It's but. on quite a lot of uh, Game of the Year lists. Oh, yeah, the game is... Yeah. Uh, the more... Actually, the more I... The further away I get from Mordor, 
the more I like it, and I liked it a lot when I was close to it. Hang <laughs> on, because you're, that's not not meant to, you're not meant to dig Mordor. You know, that's, that's the appeal of it. It's not a ringing endorsement, is it? Let's be honest. The further away I got from it, the more I liked it. it on, well, in addition to the like I already had of it. That's my, that's my review. I see. Okay. <laughs> it's Thief that I keep questioning about in our top mm. ten list. But I don't know. I think that is, a, that is an unfairly maligned game, uh, Thief. Uh, Destiny gets a mention from Matthew Jones. It is a deeply flawed game. It's nice. Oh, that's a good pitch. That's a, a strong opener right there, right <laughs> off the bat. But it's also my most played game ever, yeah. 140 hours. That is as much time as that bloke spent watched in that crevice <laughs> that we made a film out of. We had to cut his arm off. What was that? Oh, no. 127 uh, hours. 127 hours. hours. Oh, I made the worst mistake of my life watching that on a plane. Do not watch that on an aeroplane. No, that's that's a, a terrible that's idea. That's a rough film. Yeah. Do not watch a film about a guy trapped in a crevice with a mangled arm. <laughs> Any of those films. But you're as far well, from a crevice as you can be up in the sky. Oh, no, but you're wedged in there. And, you know, there's some pretty queasy I'd stuff. I'd be like, ha ha, stupid ground dweller. <laughs> what an idiot. Uh-huh. That wouldn't happen in a cloud, as I can attest. <laughs> Um, what else have we got here? Smash Wii U is mentioned by cool. Matthew Gibson, which was was in our top ten, was it? God, I can't remember. <laughs> there we... were so many good games. That was so <laughs> last year. <laughs> I don't think it was, actually. Um, no, I don't think it made it, but it was... Yeah. Chris Pengilly says Bayonetta 2, which definitely was in our top ten. Mm. Child of Light, which I have not played, but oh, gets yeah. mixed reviews. I, I played some. Um, it is a very nice game, and I well, I've, I've played the sort of opening section of it. It's really nice. It's good fun. Um, it, the the story is very sort of indie-ish, light tone, you know. Mm. Um, and the mechanics of it are quite pleasing with the little spin it takes on um, turn-based RPG stuff. Right. Uh, it is nice, but. No, I, I, you know, it's more sort of whimsical. Yeah, like the narrative is the narrative and the feel of the world is the most appealing it's thing all about written it. Written in like rhyming couplets, and it's twi- and, the, and that is terrible. The, oh, the poetry. worse than oh, Banjo Kazooie. I thought, I thought the rhymes were just red. Well, I've I've written in verse in the past, and I've written verse in <laughs> that. I love this. Yeah. I've written as a seasoned yeah. verse. Right yeah. oh, boy. That's exactly oh. how I would expect someone to say that if I've they had indeed verse. written in verse. I've written in Iambic Pentameter. That's tough. So I have admiration for people who can write an entire gaming couplet. So what would you give it out of ten uh, for a po- as a poem? As a poem, yeah. seven out of ten. Good but not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I see what you mean. It's not. You know. Yeah, I just, I, I found it. I found the whole thing very, very twee. Mm, and I don't. I, I I actually don't like the way it looks either. But what about? I mean, I haven't played it till the end. No, neither have I. I, I gave up after about an hour. I know. The, I mean, <laughs> there's the whole thing about, at the beginning that that this is a real girl and that she's kind of passing into a dream world, right? Mm. And potential spoilers for Child of Light that she's dead. Oh, uh, that is old that chestnut. No, she's dead. She's dead. Yeah, oh, she's, she's dead. She's right? dead already. Good. Uh, I've only played only played a few hours of it. She's but, dead already. Um, yeah, yeah, but you know that they don't make a huge song and dance about, about that during the first just a few hours. Of it. Just a poem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the other um, choice from Chris Bengali was Transistor, uh, which is perpetually in my Steam backlog. Uh, got a lot of uh, very nice things said about it. Um, it's a, it's the essentially the follow up to um, Bastion. In, in some, I, I mean, it's not a sequel to Bastion, but it's from, yeah, from yeah. that developer. Um, and yeah, I know a lot of people who got well into that. Um, but yes, I have not played it. I don't either. I, I, I haven't played it because I've, a couple of people really said I shouldn't. <laughs> they said it was all style 
style over substance. Oh, I thought there was like some special reason why you would ta- you would take against no, it. No, not me. People were like, Matthew, they're, 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 no, do no, not no, play no, that game. whose opinions I respect said, right, actually, right. I don't think it's much cop. I think no. everyone looks at their gorgeous art styles, which are admittedly amazing, and then that's all they really... So, you know, they go, it's, it's like a fine action game, but boy, those looks, and but mm. if the thing you're doing isn't fun, then what's the point? Mm. Based on just hearsay and no... Based on hearsay? No, Hearsay, not the, the band. The, band. No, okay. the, uh, the other people's opinion of uh, Transistor and Zero Hours played by us on the rotating platform were saying <laughs> <No>. we're invalidating <laughs> that as a, as a pick I for 2014. I listened to what Mylene had to say and uh, no, she's out. H loved it, no. That's what steps, steps. Come on, get with it. Um, so other picks, Dragon Age Inquisition, which is still oh. uninstalled on my PC. Oh, and I really? Need to, you were waiting for yeah, it? Yeah, I really have to get into that. I was wow. a bit chipper laid out after 2014, so <laughs> I've, it's mainly been a bit, it's been a bit, been a bit of yeah. an easy month. And then, um, yeah, one that we discussed on Twitter, Matthew, uh, Danganronpa. Rom- Danganronpa. That's Danganronpa. got his fans out there, hasn't it? It's got a few people are mad about Danganronpa. Mm. I can't, un- I, I don't understand Matthew is, uh, you, yeah. you are a fan, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, so it's like, um, uh, it's, it's a bit Ace Attorney-like is probably the thing it's closest to in that you're sort of solving crimes in quite a mad, contrived anime story. Mm. But it's sort of, even though it takes the sort of logic system of trying to find contradictions, which yeah. kind of powers Ace Attorney, it's got um, this like bizarre arcade edge. So, like, oh. you have to physically shoot the statements with truth bullets, <laughs> and then there are other things get in the way, and you have to shoot them. So it becomes, oh. like, and there's a bit where it becomes like a rhythm game where you have to just kind of oh. batter mm. into someone's submission. A really bad rhythm game. Oh, that's the thing. <laughs> it, I, I never really understood why it needed that because it's kind of like, I guess, without that, people would just go, "Oh, it's Ace Attorney." Mm-hmm. But the logic and the puzzles and the murders are actually really, really well designed and really kind of brilliant conceptually. Got some really nice ideas. So it's mm. you know it'd probably stand its own feet. I actually didn't like all the noise around it. I also think right. it's a little, it's a little hectic in that kind of mad anime way. It's mm. like they're all sort of fifteen squealing caricatures and yeah, yeah. the writing's not very, not very deep. It's quite dark and funny and it's yeah. got this weird sort of. Uh, evil little robotic bear thing that kind of controls the whole thing oh yeah there's a sequel as well set on the desert island which I'm playing at the moment cool yeah and that's and that's about it so we had so of the uh, 82,000 submissions we had from all our (laughs) listeners for game the game of 2014 um, I think uh, Shadow of Mordor uh, got the most mentions so yeah that's quite interesting because I think was it IGN or GameSpot gave it game of the year as well Uh so yeah this nemesis Uh, system seems to have flawed everyone IGN gave it um, not Outright game of the year, but it picked up best of in lots of different yeah. categories. I think it was a, yeah, an excellent, an excellent game. Yeah. Um, so and I'm sure there were. Oh yeah, it is. I don't want to play it on old gen. I only. I, I don't play. It's, the, the, I don't the, the want. I'm not going balked, to. Apparently, mm. yeah. The nemesis thing. So I know I haven't jumped on board. Get get involved, man. I know. Don't <laughs> oh, don't say that. Get on that Caragor. Jump on that Caragor. Seize the Caragor. Just, just just please, Sony, price drop. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, They're listening, right? Yeah. that's Well, they don't need to drop the price, do they? They're no, they uh, don't. Xbox One. Just, oh, well, now it's gone back up in price. Brilliant. Brilliant recommendation <laughs> there from the official Xbox <laughs> magazine editor. <Yeah. laughs> 
Okay, well, thanks for all your suggestions, everyone, for games of 2014. Yeah. Wouldn't you say, Matthew, the person who started this section, is yeah, probably I, it? Yeah, I really enjoyed those suggestions. I think we've evolved our core list in a really interesting way. <laughs> I'm really pleased. With evolve? That. Was there an evolve pun going on there? I, didn't, I know, like, we took our list and yeah. evolved it. I'm just, you know, no, added no, to it. No, no, they, they don't get added to our list. Our, oh, list, is, our list is pure. Oh, these, right. these are just, this impurities. is just noise from, <laughs> from other, other people. Oh, a box of amusing impurities. <laughs> so if you go any further noise, do send it in. No, yeah, I'm, well, ki- I'm kidding, it. of course. No, it was, it was, uh, and I've definitely, definitely some games there that uh, I, I actually yeah, really want to check out. Very so. interesting suggestions. Thank you for Thank all you. your suggestions. We've got some very, very um, uh, knowledgeable, game knowledgeable listeners. We have, which yeah. Great. We've got some great submissions for Space Arc this, this week. So That's true, good. yeah. So uh, let's get a bit closer to Space Arc. By moving off this platform, eh, Matthew? The guy. Yeah, yes, we will move on to the next platform. But before we do that, uh, let's have a bit of this. So we find ourselves now on a lovely, shiny 2015 platform. Yeah, it's all, all sort fresh. of sparkly, slippery, even slightly <laughs> sticky to the touch. It's just been it's sprayed nice. with that stuff they spray on an aeroplane when they have to, you know, when they walk down What's the that? aisle and they just spray all that crap all over you. Ever, you ever had that? That's not to lubricate you, though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was so if you had to slide down it's the It's to lubricate you in case you get stuck in a sky crevice. <laughs> <laughs> like in 127 hours, you'd have to cut your arm off. Yes. So that's what it's about. You know, I thought it's like, you know, this passenger looks like he smells. Let's just give him a just bit of a square. Do they yeah. spray stuff on you? Yeah, I've seen them sp- if, square If they have to stuff. take off really quickly, if they have to kind of board you when they haven't actually cleaned the aeroplane properly, right. they walk down and like... It's oh, all this right. kind of disinfectant or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, that was the anyway, that, air, yeah. air travel platform for this <laughs> for this episode. Thanks very much. Yeah. Let's and, move on. And let's move off this platform. So we're now we're on this lovely shiny platform, and it's a platform where we are going to be looking at what we've been playing. Yeah. What what we've it, what we've uh, got 2015 started with. Yeah. In our game. Well, we've we, I mean we've all had a bit of a break, a bit of time over Christmas, play all sorts of different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been catching nice. up on all kind of lovely things I missed over the last year. So uh, I thought I'd not talk about any of those, but talk instead about a game that I came across um, in the list of the uh, finalists for the IGF. IGF, yeah. I was checking out the list of finalists. And I, I was looking down and I saw uh, the so narrative. So should, should we explain what IGF in, is? Independent Games Festival. That's that right? right, yeah. So the championships of like, you know, top indie games. You're going to see the most weird... <laughs> yeah. it's, not, it's not a championship. championship. <laughs> it's, a, it's a celebration. It's, yeah, it's not a head-to-head battle. It's a, <laughs> yeah. All the games that don't make it are destroyed. It's true. <laughs> Uh, it's a fight to the death. Um, but the guys who have survived uh, in the narrative category are um, include yeah. something... I, I was looking down the list and I thought... I saw a game called Coming Out Simulator. Mm. And I thought, I'm going to play that. This looks very interesting mm-hmm. because uh, this is an experience I've not had. I've never come out. I'm not gay. But I would like very much to play a game that would try and yeah. teach me a bit about what that experience is like. Because right? yeah, yeah. it's a huge thing in people's lives. Yeah. So uh, it's made by a guy called Nicky Case. And it relates his own story about coming out to his parents. Oh, yeah. um, and what their kind of reaction to that was like. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm gripped already. It was like, you know, it's a 
inherently interesting story, right? Yeah, this got quite a lot of didn't this get quite a lot of attention when it came out? I, I heard a quite lot. a lot of things yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, and you know, various people have written about it. Are you giggling at? They said it had a lot of attention when it came out. Like, <laughs> like this, this, it's just a, it's a good, you know. Oh yeah, so all about the puns. <laughs> yeah, I just like the puns. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, that's a great type. First of all, that is an amazing name for a game. Like, mm. whatever happened next, uh, I'm sold on the title. Well, it sounds um, like the kind of thing if Codemasters had continued for 150 years making their simulators, they, they would have <laughs> ended up at uh, coming After out a simulator. After simulator, really. <laughs> yeah. So anything is fair game. Yeah. Um, so it's his own story, but presented uh, through what they call in literary circles an unreliable narrative. So you're not mm. sure... Uh, you're given different options. It's like a, a pick-the-dialogue option, you know? And you can take different approaches. You can be very sort of... Honest with your mum, which is the main sort of conversation oh, in the game, yeah. or you can okay. kind of d- dodge around the edge and not really sort of say yeah, what so you need say to say. Like cough. Yeah, or like, <laughs> well, not even that. You can just sort of um, like there's this tutor. You can basically pretend. Really, mm. you can try and get away and not actually say to your parents that you're gay when you're playing through the game because right. you're playing like, as um, Nikki. Like text adventure. Yes, it, well, like not text twine. adventure. It's like uh, interactive fiction is probably yeah, the proper so word for it. Game. You're just selecting certain different options, um, yeah. and it's very funny. It's very amusingly written. Okay. Like um, you know, there's there's one uh, bit. Well, okay, a couple of points in the game. You're given three options. You can choose to say what. What or what? So you know, it's like little funny moments. In it, that's right? the only thing you can say. Yeah, well, that's about every junction. What coming out is difficult. <laughs> yeah, but how, how are you even supposed to get that idea across? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so what I liked with it about it, it was the relationship between um, the narrative that's presented in the game, right? Mm-hmm. Which is uh, you can kind of choose how you navigate your way through it, but it kind of ends up the same because he ends up splitting up with his boyfriend. And um, spoilers. Well, no, well, no, it's fine. But um, <laughs> no, because no, he says that at the front anyway. He says, you know, you can't change what's what's going to happen anyway. So the way you play the game doesn't really make a difference. But in a way, that doesn't matter because it's all right. about the relationship between what actually happened mm. and his telling of that story, right. which is unreliable and sort of mm. um, quite bittersweet, uh, mm. positive in some ways. But then, you know, it is an inherently difficult thing for to go through. So. Hmm. Uh, it takes about half an hour or so to play, but it's oh, worth cool. replaying. I played it um, twice uh, so far. Hmm. Uh, once trying to be sort of very open and frank with my parents, which worked out very badly. I don't want to give any spoilers for that, but it worked really like it was an unpleasant scene and tears oh. and whatnot. And then I tried the opposite, which was trying to sort of say, oh no, you know, we're just good friends and all this sort of thing. And hmm. then that doesn't work either. Hmm. Um, so the end result is the same because it's real life, you know, things have hmm. out different ways. And there are things that um, he did say hmm. during that experience in his life and the things that he didn't say, maybe that he wished he had said hmm. or he wished that his parents had behaved in a certain way. Um, so yeah just a kind of relationship between narrative and real life was really interesting to me oh, cool. it's worth, worth a look uh, it's the kind of thing that if you're not an indie kind of person you're just going to want to steer yeah. well clear of this well I was sure, yeah I was because I was going to talk about IGF uh, as stuff I've been playing uh, the last couple of weeks as well. We can't now. So no, it's been it. taken. <laughs> Done. <laughs> we pick up, we, we pick our games out of a little hat before we do this section, and uh, and Alan got IGF. Um, the, I've had. I mean, I think the IGF is, unless I'm mistaken, is run by um, Simon Carlos, 
who is a really good guy, um, uh, and we exchanged a few emails and things back in back in the day. Um, Name dropping. Yeah. Well, Sorry. the reason I'm saying that is that I, I've had a bit of a, a, a little issue with the IGF in the past that it was sometimes like the awards for games that you can't play. Yeah. It's, it's games coming out in the future that I guess... Well, they all have access to them. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's a player coming out you can enter it to be nominated. But yeah, so there's yeah. Pe- the judges get to play these games. So there is there are a couple of games in the grand um, the gra- I get, I forget, the grand prize um, that you can't play and and in some in the graphical category as well there's there's quite a few that are just a video at this point in time as far as as far as we're mm. all concerned they do and it's just this thing where like one of the games is like a museum um, exhibit and one of them's an arcade machine that you can only play in certain locations in America and it's just like that, that rankles me a bit. You know, I want to... They're not the best games, though, are they? I don't think he's trying to suggest that these are the best... No, they're kind of... Games, they're, really? they're, they're, no, they're... But they're interesting. Yeah, they are. There is a sense that they're representative. So I, one of the games I played is called... Um, I think it's called Phonopath. Have you heard of this? Um, so it's a game... It's just, an, it's just a website, so you can just go and play it online. And... Um, each level is an audio file that you need to get a password out of mm-hmm. and in order to get that password out you need to fiddle with the audio file what? so like the first just to get into the game itself yeah. you have to there's like a backwards audio file you have to you so have to you have to open it in audio editing software that's right oh, so no forget that so that's what although these are definitely games and experiences and interactive things that are interesting they do set this bar very high so that anyone, as you say, who isn't already into the indie game scene is going to be kind of a bit put off. You know, unless I got to the third puzzle of this Fauna path mm-hmm. and, it, it, it's, and I didn't know what to do with it. And some of the uh, solutions are very clever. Um, like you have to speed up the audio or whatever. But the third one said, uh, you could just about hear someone in, in your right ear whispering, the password is. And then there's this huge noise and so you can't hear Ooh. what they say. And then you press a little hint button and it says... Well, if you have basic knowledge of waveforms, you should know what to do next. Oh. And I was like, well, I don't. <laughs> so now, now, and who, and As listeners to this podcast will attest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I felt like my uh, audio editing uh, skills were uh, put, on, put on the display there. <laughs> but it's very interesting and very cool. But I couldn't help but think if, you know, if one game relies on knowledge of waveforms, another relies on you being in a certain arcade in America, another one relies on you having been in a museum eight months ago when they showed this interactive mm. exhibit. It's just a little bit, you know, what's the word? Not exclusive. Niche? Yeah. Uh, yeah excluding. Well, least, excluding. No, excluding. Yeah. yeah. I, think, yeah. I, I can't remember if we were just sitting in the office or if it was at the pub with someone, but there was almost like... There's almost like this division now in indie games where you've kind of got, you know, it's almost like uncool if you're published in the success and you're out mm. there. And then there's almost this sort of like, mm. oh, you can only play this in one play. You know, it's this sort of art for, you know, we, yeah. we, we get, we're beginning. There's almost like, there's the there's like a mainstream indie. Yeah. And then there's the real indie stuff, which yeah. is the like maybe five people in the world are going to play it. But yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, there's merit. There's, there's merit yeah, and I, it, and I and I, I think that, yeah, there's value in all of those kind of levels yeah. of indie stuff. And what I find interesting about those things is it's like extreme fringe theatre or something like that, right? There's only a hardcore of... Uh, turtleneck wearing <laughs> hipsters, myself included, wearing who, a turtleneck. All the, it's a thing zipped up, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, who are going to go and see that stuff, right? Because yeah. that's their bag. But yeah. the point is, those ideas will sort of gradually percolate out into other games. So it's yeah. where the innovation comes from. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. 
Matthew, why don't you take us into AAA land? Yeah, we've had the we've had the indie corner. I'm I'm not going to take you into AAA, but I'm going to take you into mainstream sort of C minus territory. (laughs) Uh, This Christmas, I played Murdered Soul Suspect, which is uh, Square Enix published it. It's like on paper, it sounds like my kind of ideal game because it's about a detective who gets murdered. Uh, wakes up as a ghost and has to solve his own murder, which is quite <laughs> yeah. similar to kind of Ghost Trick in the way, which is one of my like all-time favourite okay. games. Right, okay. yeah. um, but it just is so wide of the mark; it's unbelievable because <laughs> it's all defined by you know he's a kind of ghost and he can kind of go anywhere, and mm. so he's got to wander around and solve these crimes. But he can kind of possess people and hear their inner thoughts, which kind of gives you some sort of secret insight. Right. But actually. Like nine times out of ten, the mystery is solved just by looking at stuff. So it doesn't matter that he's a ghost. Right. His ghost powers don't let him see, you know, because there are cops going like, oh, you know, you'll go into a room and there'll be like a body with like a cleaver in it. And there'll be like a rack. This isn't this isn't an exact example, but there'll be like, there'll be like a rack of of kind of meat cleavers with one missing, like a trail of blood from that body there. And you have a cop looking at it, sort of scratching his head, and you you go into his body and sort of read his mind, and the cop will be going, "No, I just don't know what could have happened here." And then like it's like, "Oh man, this is so difficult." And then you'll look at it and you'll go like, well, "I see a body, I see a knife," and it goes, and then it will say, "Solve the mystery. What do you think happened here?" And then all the words that you've learnt swirl around, and you go, "Body and knife." And he goes, and then you get a flashback of someone getting stabbed. And he goes, "Yeah, that's what happened." And you're like, if the cop couldn't have worked this out, like it's it's yeah. so weak, you know? It's such. But, you know, yeah, but then if the cop could have worked it out, then all you're doing is possessing the cop, finding out what he's he thinking, a, and then going, no, but, I know! But the whole, the whole you know, the, the, like parts of it, it's got this thing where he can hop in bodies, and then you can see, like, through their eyes, so he can, the idea is that if there's something that he can't kind of see that's in their hands, he can look through their eyes and read their notes, but it only does that, like, twice. Mm. And the idea that you can kind of possess them to do things like change computer screens so you can see other information. And, like, this really, because like, I, I was thinking about this, like... The idea of playing as a ghost should give you, like, the ultimate narrative freedom because you can be, like, an observer of a story without it being contrived. You can be in every, any room in the city. Mm. There's no kind of... Fit. And it kind yeah. of almost mm. hints at it in that you see parts of the story playing out. But it's kind of... Again, it's also convenient. It's like you arrive at the exact time that they're having the key plot conversation. Yeah. And oh. it's got this garbage sort of logic that is set in um, Salem. Mm-hmm. And oh, right. um, so, there's, you know, for some reason, all the buildings are consecrated. So you can't go into a consecrated building unless someone opens mm. the door for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. It's stuff, it's stuff right. like that. And it's these, these stealth sections where demons chase you around. But this is a game that's narratively driven. But mm-hmm. the story is just, it's just total garbage. I know, like, it just makes like no sense um, <laughs> in that. So set in Salem... And uh, you're tracking down this serial killer called the Bell Killer. He's kind of killing girls. And, um, you know, it's the idea that when the game kicks off, there's been this huge pursuit of this killer for several years. And, like, Mm. no one is, no one can work out what his motivations are, what he's up to. That's because the police are idiots, right? It's the thing. But, like, so. (laughs) So people, the girls, the girls are doing things like being, like, ducked drowned in ponds and oh. burnt on the stake. Uh, well, it's okay. set in Salem, home of the famous witch trials. <laughs> yeah. No one, no one puts one and one together on this at all. They were like, there is literally no logic to what this man is doing. And you're like, well, okay. But so it has this big thing. But then it, yeah. the kind of, 
the biggest problem I have with it is there's a big bit where you go to a museum which has a huge exhibition about the witch trials. But it pitches... I've, I've been to Salem. Almost every building in it's Salem a, has about the witch trials. Every, yeah. It kind of pitches it as if this is the first time the town has ever dealt with it. Like, they're <laughs> uh, like... And people, nope. <laughs> yeah, all the characters, when you hop in their heads, all they're, they're looking at things and it's like, you know, women were burned on the stake in Salem. And you'll hop into someone's head and they'll be like, whoa, I had no idea. And you're like, <laughs> really? Well, you've been living in the town defined by witch trials your entire life and you've never yeah. heard that? You've never come across it's this idea? It's a bit like living in Stratford-on-Avon going, what, shakes who? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, so, it's so dumb. And, you know, I, and that really, you know when, when story is all you really have and it's basically mm. a whodunit, um, that's like a major, major problem. But you, I think because it is a whodunit, you still kind of, you want to know. Like, yeah, you, kind of, it. Like, you, yeah have to you have to see it. You have to see the end. So yeah. it's like probably yeah. like the most compelling four out of ten <laughs> I've ever played. Because we're like, oh, I'll follow it through and, mm. you know, collect, collecting all these bits. But it was just, you thought, how did anyone, like, write this? How did it's anyone weird, yeah. To... Everything I hear about, um, about that game, it... it, it I haven't seen too much of it actually moving, but every time it's described to me, it it sounds like one of those games that's like you know three pound in a supermarket and and you buy it and it's what? just this really ropey yeah. sort of like Which game. Is most of the games I play. <laughs> yeah. So I bought yeah. it for about like ten packs. They had a big Xbox sale, like mm, digital yeah. downloads on mm, the console. Yeah. I bought it on the console for about ten pounds. Mm. Like. I played it over over the Christmas holidays. I sort of bored everyone rigid by loading out because I just couldn't stop no. playing it because I mm. wanted to, to yeah. finish this damn mystery. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was quite funny. Uh, uh, Kate, who works on OXM, um, made this joke in the magazine about like he, he just gave it like dumbest game name of the year because it's called Murdered Soul Suspect, mm. and it's like you're not the suspect on the, <laughs> on the account of A, you're dead, and B, you're the victim. <laughs> you know? It's like. It's just so wide of the mark. There's many levels on which that is a dumb title. S O U L. Yeah, S O U L. Yeah, yeah. Bad times. I just don't know what they were thinking with it. I don't know. So there you go. Well, should I talk about what I've been playing? Yeah, I finally got around to playing Crossy Road, which people have been talking about, and it and it came out on Android Android very recently, and. Yeah, have you played Crossy Road? I no, I, I just yeah. keep seeing the name. I don't actually know what it is. So. Okay, so it's it is Endless Frogger basically Ooh. on mobile, and the and the name is obviously uh, you know a play on Flappy Bird. Right, that's what I thought. Uh-huh. Um, so it's isometric, and it's um, it looks like really good. Um, it's very kind of uh, sort of sharp lines and 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 bright colours mm. um, and the way it moves it, 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 this is very hard to describe but back when I was a very young lad um, in the Spectrum magazines you'd, or, or in a lot Are of magazines you talk about Horace Goes Skiing? Uh, no I'm not but <laughs> the, actually in some ways I should probably talk about Horace Goes Skiing because it, it, yeah, it does have some similarities no I'm just going to talk about when screenshots in game magazines and on inlays were like drawn by people you know they weren't mm. <laughs> when they weren't screenshots they were just someone had taken a felt tip pen and recreated the screenshot <laughs> and there was this double page spread that used to appear in the spectrum magazines a lot and computer and video games and stuff i think it was sega and so they had it was kind of like a, a, a an advert for um lots of their different games on lots of different platforms like tapper and um oh, i can't remember so many others um but 
they they drawn the screenshots and they so they all looked very blocky and colourful in a way that real life screenshots didn't mm-hmm. really look. And I was okay. always fascinated by this advert and by these screenshots. And the way Crossy Road looks and moves is kind of like my imagination of how those games would have moved if they had really looked like right. that come to life. <laughs> so there's something really magical about that, you know, just that it looks like a, a, an illustration of an 80s video game, but it is yeah. a video game, right? So that's cool. But, and yeah, basically, so it's just Endless Frogger. It's free to play. So um, you you tap to move forward and you can move left and right as well. Um, it's quite hard to get very far. Um, and you pick up coins and... When you get a certain number of coins, you get to pull a lever on this fruit machine and another player character drops out. So you start with a frog and then there's like maybe 50 different things you can right. play as. Like a, uh, do they like all a, move the same or do they? No, no. They, uh, well, they all, yeah, they all, they all move one step at a time, but they, they all have different noises or they might do something to the environment. Like it might okay. be nighttime if you're playing the robot or whatever. Uh, so yeah, so it's constantly trying to encourage you to, you know, spend, you know, a, a, a few pennies on another character. Um, I haven't got a problem with that. It's kind of, a, it's okay, you know, it's fine to play. But I, I hate it when there is a game that everyone's talking about and everyone's playing, and I don't like it because of one tiny little thing that bugs me and I can't deal with it. And the, so I, I don't know how, how, I've been playing video games for 30 odd years now, right? And my hand, uh, my hands and my brain, are they do a lot of this stuff automatically? Do you remember when you were showing me that um, that indie game uh, that's a bit like Ikaruga but a platformer at your house where you swap the colours of the two guys? As oh, you're... Kalimba. Yeah. Kalimba, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. So Matthew showed me that after we recorded one of the podcasts, and you probably notice that I was really trying to play it. Like, I am not going to stop. I am going to use my innate video game skills. Cause you have to, to run. Yeah. I was just yeah. running through it. I was like, I've got to swap here, swap here, swap here, swap here. I don't think I was doing too badly, actually, mm. but still made mistakes. But I take a kind of pride that that I can, like, innately... I've got those twitch reactions to games. It's like a state of flow, isn't it? Where exactly. you're not really thinking about what you're doing. It's just yeah. relying on reflex. Just reflex, yeah. yeah. So I, it's kind of a, a point of pride for me. But it does mean that if a game does something that kind of like goes against my years of training, mm. then I'm screwed. So Crossy Road, I don't know if it's just on the Android version, but <laughs> this is going to be so minor, I'm not going to believe it. But you press the screen to tap, right? And it kind of does a little hop forward, mm. right? The noise of you hopping is played when you land instead of when you jump. And that is enough to completely mess with my ability to take the yeah, right number of steps because yeah. I kept playing it it's like why do I keep taking one step too many and it's because I my my mind was like you've you've done four jumps so now you need one more jump but in fact the, the noise from the fourth jump hadn't played and that was enough to just completely mess with my my years of video game well, training it's the opposite of all video games isn't it yeah imagine mario where he plays the noise not not the boing when mm. you jump but a mm. boing when you land and so i'm just it just I can play it, but I just can't play it properly. Is uh, it fun? Is it a good game? No, because the plays the noise that, when you I'm jump from that. At the, no, because of that. Turn yeah, it down. It, yeah, I guess I could totally turn the noise yeah, off. Yeah. Derails the whole thing. Yeah, I could mute it, couldn't I? Yeah. There you go. Problem solved. Good. Sounds sounds like complete trash. It, it's 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 just. <laughs> 
It's, what are you talking about? This is the future of all games. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it's just there. It's just like one of those free-to-play endless games. But I was just infuriated because... Uh, it's awful. Uh, it's all right. It looks lovely, though. You should definitely see it moving. Um, but yeah, it, yeah. There, there's not a lot to I it. I think five minutes on that will do me, you know? Yeah. I just want to experience it, yeah, which I haven't yet. Definitely worth a go. But yeah, I just thought I'd tell this story about how, how my... My expertise of video games has hobbled me uh, in terms of playing Crossy oh, Road. So I feel so good. Yeah. That's I feel Thank my you. sense of superiority uh, has powered me through playing. We're, we're ruined for the modern age, you and me. <laughs> yeah. This is it. We're two old soldiers. No good. These young whippersnappers leave us in the dust. So as we uh, fade gently into the sunset, uh, it's time to move off this platform. Uh, but first of all, we're going to have a bit of this. All right, a new platform. It's an a cappella platform. Wake up, Matthew. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> we are not. You are not going to survive to the end again. Um, so yeah, this is where uh, we ask you, the listener, to sing us some songs, some video game listener? songs. Why are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> we keep oh, asking wow. him, and he keeps doing you, it. You, the listener, or Steve, <laughs> as we like to call you. Yeah. Um, yeah, sing us some songs from video games past and present. And we, with our extensive knowledge of all video games from entire history, uh, will recognise them. Basically. Or not, as the, in my case, because yeah, no, I never do. No, normally yeah. we all don't recognise them. Yeah. Uh, we struggle. And we've got an email from Tom Griffin, who says, uh, who sent us five acapella songs. Five songs? This is generous, Tom. Yep. And he says, you can use this on the podcast if you like. I don't know if I legally have to put a message in here saying that or whatever, but I did it anyway just in case. Bless him. Oh, thanks, Tom. He thought maybe if he left a blank email, the songs wouldn't get through. But they got through. So um, let's listen to Tom performing for us. <laughs> and, uh, Are they so you... five individual songs? It's not like a medley. No, it's five individual songs. Okay. Uh, they're all fairly <sighs> short. Right. I see. If we guess F0 for every one, it'd be, it'd be <laughs> Yeah, it's normally F0. <laughs> Um, so he's he's given a difficulty rating for each of these. Oh, I like so, it. Uh, no, okay. no, I don't. So number one is easy. Okay. So let's have a listen. Is it? Yeah. yeah? Shall I stop yeah. it? Yeah. Confident? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's turning. Okay, let's just check. Here's the answer. Yeah, Phoenix Wright, right, it's attorney. I've got a sudden urge to go, Mortal Kombat! <laughs> cool, yeah. good job. Well, very recognisable. Now we move up to the intermediate level. <laughs> um, uh, so this is number two. That does sound very familiar. Mm. Uh, it's ringing about somewhere, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Is it another one from the Nintendo? It does sound. It does sound Nintendo. It sounds yeah. like it's going to be, um, you know, new to Mario Brothers or or something no, like that. Yeah. Uh, is Yoshi. Shall we, shall we find it? Yeah, let's find out what it is. It's uh, Paper Mario sticker style. 
Is there a six star? Okay. Oh, that is... That's intermediate. <laughs> Everyone hates star. <laughs> well, I love the original. I actually, I quite like six star, but I don't really remember its music. I remember reviewing the original for N64 magazine. I was raving about it, and none of you would believe me. I'm, I'm never been a big Paper Mario. Yeah. Oh, it's very good. Fact, the, um, the GameCube one is outstanding. Okay, number three is also intermediate. I think it's isn't it Mario Galaxy isn't it the one with the wood where the level gets sawed by the wood I can't remember the name of the galaxy it's something like the saw buzzsaw galaxy buzzsaw galaxy Matthew's going for something like that I'm going for Rack and Bone by the White Stripes it is Rack and Bone it's not no, Mario no, Galaxy. No, 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 no. Okay. It's Mario, right? No, it's... Uh... No, 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 from yeah, the game. From you know? the game, yeah. Like, I, I know can do that mean. with other things, but there's, there's a level in Mario Galaxy 2 with Soaring Wood, which is similar. That's your excuse. Mm. Alright, let's try number four, which is hard. Oh. So we're up to hard. Bring it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I think it sounds to me a bit more rock. It sounds a bit more like Sonic-y kind of. It sounds more Sega than Nintendo. That doesn't sound like a Sega song to to me. It sounds like um. I would say that it's probably rare or something. You know, like like Saint Banjo or no 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 no. It's no? it's not. It's too. It's too like hard hitting for that, isn't it? <laughs> can we can we guess it from the actual tune? <laughs> Let's let's uh, yeah. Let's listen to the actual one. See how close we get. Okay, here's the answer. That's the that's the advertisement playing before the. Oh, here's the answer. It's Sonic. It's Sonic. Yeah. yeah. Stardust Speedway. Bad future. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I told you I got Sonic noise. Sonic CD. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you're right. So we're not doing too bad, actually. I don't think we can count the third one, but uh, no, no. But uh, okay, one more, and this one goes back to being easy. Yeah, I know this one. Yeah. You know it. 
It's actually one of my favourite game tunes. Matthew knows just, it. I'm, I'm totally just can't do this. See if you can get it from the... Uh... Oh, I want better now. <laughs> I just can't do it. I, I know this thing. That will be a solid two. The intro theme. It's very good. Wait, oh, this is written by. Is it, Harry Gregson. Yeah, it's written by. Uh, yeah, Gregson. Right, this, this is one of your favourite game tunes. Yeah, it's quite long. It's got a lot of different bits to it. Game tunes are terrible. Really? Come on, game music creators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Motif. It incorporates bits of the sort of metal gear noises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do we do? Five we got, four, four. four we got Sonic, uh, three, three we only got by listening to the actual YouTube <laughs> video. But then maybe that speaks to the quality of the... Of the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's low, Matthew. I thought, uh, it, so just, I thought they I'm were just great. Putting it out there. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> they were brilliant. I think they're we should terrible. say uh, thank you very much to... Yeah, they were good. I like that. Yeah, that good, was really good. Good formatting as well with the links to the songs on YouTube. Yeah, he did well, actually. And he, and he was very careful not to let me... See what the answers were before yeah. while I was uh, getting some of the email. So Tom yeah. Griffin, thank you very much. Thank you, um, Tom. His his Twitter picture is Heston Blumenthal, but I don't think it is. Imagine if he is. Oh, imagine if he is. Secretly, is it actually yeah. Heston? It's secretly yeah. uh, just a guy who sings games. He's just made a tunes. cake out of boots or something, and then he goes, <laughs> he goes, "Oh no, I'll do next. I'll record some five of my favourite game tunes. Sonic so, CD. I, I love Sonic CD so much." <laughs> Oh, well, thanks very much for that. Um, and yeah, that was great. Right, I've got a little musical treat for you, which I'll make part of the acapella platform. Oh, now, yeah. maybe you guys know about this, but uh, this was a big, big thing that I discovered over Christmas. I say big. Here's a song that you know, right? This is not, I'm, I'm sorry, this isn't very interesting, but, I, but I've got a podcast to say this stuff on, so I'm taking advantage yeah. of it. Right, this, this song, you know. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's Long Long Farm, yeah. otherwise known as Epona's song from Ocarina of Time, right? If you're not singing along, you're no friend of mine. No. Right, now, what's this song? Oh. Might be the same song, except... Why are there so many It's <laughs> the Rainbow Connection from the Muppet movie, right? They are very similar songs. Oh, I suddenly yeah. discovered while I was watching the Muppets. Um, so you're, Christmas. you're like, this is a bonus song. So oh. I have put them together to prove <laughs> okay. that they are very similar. Oh, here we go. I'll let's speed one up a bit. Just about works. It's a mashup, Mark. That's what we created. It works, right? When's Kermit going to start singing? I took his vocals off. What they don't do. Well, yeah, it gets to be a bit of a mess. It's in a 4 4 beat then. Thanks! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this bit goes a bit wrong. <laughs> this is not my nightmare sound like. This, no, this sounds like us doing Jam with a Band. This is like when I'm, when I'm on deadline. This is what I hear in my head. <laughs> 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 kicks you in the head. 
Anyway, I did find <laughs> I did find a couple of people online who who thought who who on like the YouTube uh, video for Long Long Farm and said, "Oh, this reminds me a little bit of Rainbow Connection." But yeah, it's just that opening banjo bit, Miyamoto banjo, you know. Mm-hmm. Probably likes the Muppets. Probably likes the Muppets. I bet he hates the Muppets. (laughs) There might be a link there. Anyway, so that's my little musical treat for you. Uh, The the hidden link between uh, Zelda and the Muppets. Okay, should we move off the acapella and Muppets, Zelda? We need to get off this platform. (laughs) That's quick. This platform is is tainted now. It is very haunting, that mix though, isn't it? When it starts going wrong, (laughs) I can still hear it kind of rattling around my head. Oh uh, God, I see something about that. It's the uh, bonus soundtrack to Red Dead Redemption, the uh, Undead Nightmare bit. <laughs> well, that's our last time I mixed two songs together. That's how I feel after my flight. <laughs> you know how uh, evocative those songs are? Right, I'll, I'll do this quickly. You know how evocative that song is, particularly the bonus song, right? I was uh, in Mexico years ago, right? I was doing a bit of travelling years ago. Mm. I was in Mexico, got on a horse in the middle of the uh, this like volcanic area, and I just thought, wow, this is so cool. Mm. Right, I'm riding through the thing. First thing that pops into my head, bloody Epona's song. <laughs> so I, Yeah, I mean, actually, that, that song really does have such a weird sort of nostalgic effect on me of playing, playing Zelda. And actually, I think the, the adult trip to Back to the Farm, Nintendo kind of screwed that up a bit. Because it, I think visiting that farm is such a, it's such a lovely moment. And, you know, you, you mm. get to meet, you know, um, what's her name? Malin? Um, mm. From uh, the, the Mal- Mal- yeah. Mal- Malon, no melon, Mal- melons, Morin, <laughs> <laughs> melons McGee. <laughs> I believe she. Oh, yeah, Matthew That's Castle. Right. <laughs> I believe that character is called uh, and a horse Cloppy. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. That was the initial localization. They're like, I don't know about this guy. Her, her horse uh, Ebola. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bonus song. That story I was going to tell about how. Uh, about uh, the London farm and how Nintendo screwed it up has been ruined now. So <laughs> I'm not, not going to finish it. It's high five now, Matthew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Boo>. <laughs> right. We're going off this platform now. Uh, let's have this instead. So, my friends, I hope you're eating. If you're eating along with this podcast, it's time for the fizzy cola bottle because it's the year 3000. We're on the space arc. That makes no sense if you've never listened to this before. Dr. Green was like, please just make it clear what the concept of this is. And it's like, hey, everyone, it's cola bottle time. Just run it off. And I'm like, oh my God. What is that? Really gibbering about. Thanks for doing exactly what I hoped. Let's, let's explain it. Properly. So, for the uninitiated, the space arc is the year 3000. <laughs> Humanity is um, falling to pieces around itself yeah. due to um, uh, the event. what can only be described as the event. Yeah. Everybody's going up in flames. However, the we Earth, are in the space arc. We're yeah. going to preserve everything that is great and best and fantastic and wonderful about gaming. Yes. One genre at a time. That's right. And we've got through, what, 11 genres so far? Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we've got, we got quite a broad genre this week, which is non-military Military. shooters. So Fir- non- shooters or first-person shooters? First-person shooters. First person so shooters. Non- non-COD. Essentially, non-cod. Non- yeah, it's non-cod, a bit of a funny one, isn't it? But I suppose in the spirit of it, we're looking for things that are not blow up everything all the time, right? Things with a bit more sort of narrative, uh, or well, something. Uh, in that case, but, I might have picked the wrong game. But <laughs> well, no, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so, so we 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 each get to to the three of us get to pick 
one non-military FPS to yep. discuss as to whether it is going to be included for preservation beyond the year 3000 or and 3001, it, as I guess we're in now. And, <laughs> so now it's and a new it year. majority <laughs> rules, doesn't it? So if you know if you propose one and I agree, then it's in. Yes. But if nobody else supports your nomination, then that's it. Then you're out. You're out and uh, it gets cast into the flames. Yeah, and we've got some listener recommendations as well, may, may, yeah, many of which course. overlap with what we are going to pick. So mm-hmm. we, will, we will read out some of the... We will give you a shout-out when one comes up. Yeah, and we've collected these by uh, some kind of mysterious time travel yeah. uh, people from the we year 2015. We looked back into the archives and dug up social media from 2015. Yeah, and somehow people were talking about this, the space arc and the event, which yeah, is... Yeah, um, it's very prescient of yeah, them, really. Yeah, who knew? Who knew? Well, they did. Uh, yeah. So... Matthew, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to kick off by proposing that we add uh, Bioshock uh, to the space arc. Right. Uh, which some people might deem an odd choice because of all Bioshock's many strengths, a lot of people don't particularly like the shooting. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, well, it's got quite weird, you know, it's almost like it's, for a weird it's kind of more of a first-person RPG. Uh, but... It doesn't stick out as being offensively stinky, though, does it? No, I, 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 I don't mind the shooting. I actually quite like the mixture of the plasmids and the shooting. I think that, that gives you some quite interesting kind of combat opportunities. Mm. What I like about... Um, if Bioshock isn't considered, you know, a great technical first-person shooter, I think it's an absolute kind of triumph of using that first person's perspective to sort of bring you into a, you know, a world you genuinely want to see. It's a new place, mm. you know, unlike kind of any other gaming world, really. And I remember mm. at the time, mm-hmm. it was it was the, the first uh, game I played on my 360 when I bought my 360. Oh, right, okay. Because I came to 360 Red quite late. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember sitting there and just the sort of the, the thrill of not knowing what was going to happen next, mm. you know, where I think a lot of shooters trade on the fact that it's, you know... It's fundamentally going to be shooting, you know, spoilers. Yeah. You know, you're going yeah. to go into a room, there's going to be some guys hiding. Yeah. And here is a world where you had no idea how it's going to behave. And it doesn't behave like a first-person shooter, you know, the enemies, you know, it's, but if anything, it's got more of a sort of survival horror sort of vibe to it. You know, it's, it's things yeah. jump out at you and kind of come after you. And there are big action beats. But that's, but, what, that, that's why Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite were disappointing for me in that they were more of a shooter than I thought they were going to be. You know, I, I, I was I was expecting something, you know, from, from all the reviews and everything everyone had said, I was expecting something really different and grand and amazing. In a lot of ways it was, but it did boil down to a shooter, you know. Yeah, because it's almost know. like, it, had, it almost like it had ideas beyond the shooter and it was kind of, you know, with, with some of its like the, the famous twists and everything, you know, it's kind of yeah. challenging the ideas of, you know, why why you do what you do in a video game and why you behave the way you behave and and you know the kind of role of the kind of gamer and the kind of creator and how those two things work together yeah um but yeah. then it chose to express it through probably the most kind of conservative genre there is which is mm. the you know point the dot at the man and press the button <laughs> yeah. um, which but I still think it's like a triumph of world design, of atmosphere, of kind of... I love the story, and you know, I love the pacing of it, you know, I love the way it unfolds, um, the, you know, each new area, and I, I just love Rapture itself. I still think, I mean, yeah. obviously it's a huge cliche to say it, but, you know, the opening 
half an hour to that game is probably my favourite opening yeah. to any game ever. You know, the mm. kind of arrival and the descent in the Bathysphere yeah. or Fear Sphere. Bathysphere, yeah. You know, absolutely, there's nothing else like that. And I, I, I'm a huge fan of, you know, Bio. It's, it's almost like uncool to like Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite, you know, now. Like, people are quite down on these oh, well, things. You know. Count me uncool. I'm totally with you. <laughs> yeah, I, a lot of yeah. people love that. There's Even the way you of... said that was uncool. <laughs> count, count me uncool. <laughs> There's this, there's this quite there's, it happens quite a lot in games there's this sort of bad habit where if any game does have kind of ambitions beyond just like simple genre conventions you know if it has any kind of claim to sort of intellectual ideas the self-confessed intellectuals of the mm. games journalism circle come out and kick it to death because it's kind of like how hey, you have the audacity to be clever but you're not as clever as I am kick yeah. kick kick mm. it happens loads I really hate it well, that's just critics and then there's people isn't it? what they like to do is go oh this stupid game's actually really clever and this clever game's really stupid but actually mm. you know hey it appealed hugely to the mainstream, yet it had big ideas. It had ideas beyond going yeah. kill someone in a made-up Middle Eastern country. All that country, stuff about you know. um, yeah. Ayn Rand and and sort of the the idea of strength being might, and yeah, you know, like, interfering with the human genome and all that stuff. It's very uh, interesting. To I, th- I, th- you know, I think I think that kind of. I said it earlier, like you can't champion, you know, the ambition of murdered soul suspect shouldn't be. Uh, when I say I said it earlier, I said it a thousand years ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's remember? a great memory. Yeah, I know. I once said, yeah. and it became one of the defining bits of game journalism, yeah. was my murdered soul suspect. Yeah, it's <laughs> chiseled into a, gra- into a statue somewhere. I'm yeah. saying, Matthew, you really have weathered well. You know? <laughs> Thank you. Um, but, uh, you know, here was a game that I actually do think, you know, has crazy ambition. I think it delivers mm. largely on it um, you know I still like it. I'm still and it's, it, bizarrely it's, it's a game I have played again since you know originally playing it yeah. and I know it was only what like six seven years ago yeah, it's getting on but it now. hasn't yeah. but it hasn't you know it, it still had the same impact on me like I still I, I liked it again which I can't say for a lot of games which I really adore you it's know a, I go back and they fall apart a bit. yeah and it's a game with a it's one of those games that has a look that doesn't age quite as badly as some well, it's slightly artificial, you know. Yeah. It's not going yeah. for like crazy photorealism. There's a no. sort of slightly, you know, film setty thing to it, which is yeah. which is very pleasing. And yeah, yeah, I think the, um, the what, uh, one of the things I remember keenly about it is the first moment where you save one of the little sisters, and you have the decision about what to do with that little girl, mm. Mm. whether you're going to crush her tiny bones <laughs> or whether you're going to sort of set her free. Mm. That's a really sort of powerful uh, mm. moment. In Mm-hmm. So, so cracker. So it yeah. sounds like you're going to be. I mean, I'm sold. You had me at hello. I, yeah. I, I only hope the space arc doesn't become a rapture esque <laughs> nightmare. I think it's a bit more like a sort of dead space type setup. Yeah, alien isolation kind. I think that's what we're expecting, isn't it? Um, yeah, not if we end up underwater, then we, then all, all bets are off. I give you trouble. space arc. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. Uh, I see. I was a bit disappointed as you know, I was hinting at earlier by Bioshock um, the first you know half an hour of Bioshock Infinite is one of my most treasured gaming moments um, just really appealed to me um, and that's partly because along with my weird hatred of nighttime games I've always really loved floating cities <laughs> in <laughs> in games uh, you'll find an article in our in one of the early issues of Arcade Magazine where I bang on about the um, What's that final world in Super Mario 64 called on the flying... Uh, uh, flying uh, not Cloud Cuckoo. Cl- no, it's, uh, I was going to say Cloud Cuckoo Land. Rainbow Ride, as I have just remembered. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, those are so yeah. no, no one will notice that edit point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's Mark's memory, sponsored by Google. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, it's an article at Arcade Magazine with me banging on about Rainbow Ride uh, because of just it all being this kind of like f- amazing fantasy land. Or every, you know, it's just no ground. You know, everything's just and that. Anyway, that's Bioshock Infinite, the original Bioshock. Bioshock. Uh, I didn't actually like the look of it very much. Um, I it just didn't. I just it left me a bit cold. So um, well, that's because it's under the water. <laughs> yeah, there's so much dripping ice and yeah. all that stuff. Come on. I just think it's where it had a big I impact it... because it, you know, it, it had that sort of. Uh, I know other people have done it before, but the focus on sort of environmental storytelling, and you know, now we laugh at the kind of cliche of the the audio log, and mm. the yeah. you know when you go into a room and someone's painted like in blood on the wall, like <laughs> God, why did we trust them? And you're like, who had time to paint that huge message? But no, now you laugh, you see it in Alien, and you're like, oh come on, yeah, yeah it's all become a bit. But back then, it all seemed kind of like really elegant and fresh. Yeah. I mean, there were things before that did it, but and there's a lot mind. more subtle stuff in Bioshock than that as well, oh, yeah, like yeah. how the you know how the narrative is uh, yeah. unfurled to you. And but I it's sort going, of it's going in though. So. Yeah, I, I kind of I, I'm saying no, even though I know it has to go in. It's kind of like you, we, we have to put Bioshock in in space arc. So yeah, yep, it's in. It's Yay. in. Um, oh, can I do mine now? Yeah, yeah, go on then. So I am going to choose Bulletstorm, ah. which is a is by a developer called I want to say People Can Fly. People Can Fly. Yeah, and it was not a huge success, I believe. Bulletstorm. It's kind of it's often held up as a game. You know, there's a lot of um, passion and money put into it. It did not sell particularly well. But there was it was kind of a great, great big hope for a kind of like you know kind of new IP, I guess, and a and a, and a great big new. Um, sort of uh, shooter. Um, it is at one of the most like visually uh, spectacular games I have I have ever played. Um, it is it's super bombastic, but it is very knowing. So it's kind of mocking itself. Yeah. Uh, the the plot is preposterous. Something about uh, I think they. They're in a spaceship and they crash land. Or assassins. Yeah, and one of them gets turned into a robot or was a robot or a cyborg or something. Isn't that guy I used to work with has been like chasing them across space? There was a guy with an eye. No, don't go down the whole Resident Evil (laughs) 2 route. No one can remember the plots of video games. (laughs) No one cares. Bulletstorm is not important. What's important about Bulletstorm is that. He's done it again, listeners. (laughs) No, I know know about this one. Bear with me. I've played this one. So, um, yeah. it, 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 my, it, it, there's so much going on in Bulletstorm, and it's all about kind of it's just just one kind of set piece after another, essentially. Um, so it's just just really fast, hectic uh, shooting, so much going on. Um, I went back and uh, a few weeks ago, this is before we we did this, uh, we we were thinking of doing this genre for Space Arc. But there's one bit where you go up. Um, there's like these gigantic water wheels. Um, mm. You're kind of up at the top of a dam, I think, and there's these mm. gigantic water wheels, and you just look up, and these water wheels are, are colossal. And then you're, you're on these kind of platforms that are snaking around them, and like water's pouring off them. And then at some point, the, the whole the whole place just starts collapsing. And you have to jump, as I remember, off the edge of the dam or the cliff, and you kind of just kind of fly down while these we- these you know skyscraper-sized wheels, cogs essentially, they're just tumbling past you. And then there's one of those. Um, 
kind of out of the screen kind of, yeah. sort of chase scenes in a vehicle, I think. And these, mm. these you know, enemies are chasing you in vehicles. And these giant wheels then catch you up and are kind of just rolling past. It, I don't know how old Bulletstorm is now, but when I watched the video recently, it looks like it holds up, would hold up today mm. if they if they put it out today. It just looks incredible. Um, you know, I like a game that has a sense of its own kind of ridiculousness and it's and is and is thinking about being a game really above yeah. all else and that yes probably i like games that didn't sell very well that i feel a kind of i want to help people discover you know maybe they they haven't played so i proffer with uh, i don't know whether you've played it you guys but i haven't played it I proffer no. bullet storm you made me want to play great, it, which is always good you know great title screen music as well. Oh well, that's it. And every we need good title screen music. I will never pick a game that doesn't have good music. I don't think because to me it's it's integral to how much I enjoy a game. It's quality mm-hmm. quality music. Okay, I haven't played it, but um, the description you've made of it, particularly that uh, waterfall, se- the water wheel section, sounds very intriguing. Yeah, check it. I'd yeah, say. so it's a purely single player experience. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, I should say as well that uh, Cathal Kelly, I believe, I guess that's how you pronounce it. Um, uh, also picked Bulletstorm. Uh... Yeah, I like Bulletstorm. I, th- I thought it was a game which kind of... It was all about its like attitude, and it did have yeah. that technical edge to it, but it, you know, it was quite kind of deliberately obnoxious. Like the script yeah. is ludicrously sweary, yeah. to the point where there's actual jokes about char- you know, characters are just swearing improbably or incorrectly, and people are arguing with them going, that isn't even a swear word. Yeah. You can't even use those words together. Yeah. Uh, it's quite... it, it, it treads a, a fine line between yeah, being knowingly, as you say, obnoxious and genuinely obnoxious. Ob- obnoxious. Is it funny? Some bits of it are. Some bits of it are like oh, a bit tiresome. I don't know. I, I think it's. I, I think it's likable. The only thing, like bizarrely, my lasting memory of it is that it was a game which, like, the last third's not very good. It get uh, my like, mem- it runs yeah. out of idea because it's a game yeah. with so many new ideas, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden they just stop, and then it, it just those and, it, and actually it, without the momentum of oh, what's next? What's next? Yeah. I mm-hmm. think it, it, it outstays as well. Yeah, and it's not even a that, that long a game though. That's no, the no, thing. no, 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 no. I, I'm sort of tempted to say yes because it's fun and it's yeah. very different and it's quite a hectic thing and it's uh, you know it's 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 nice to champion it wasn't a bad game and it deserved m- much more love and maybe we can give it a little resurgence with the remaining yeah. remainder of humanity yeah let's uh, let's let's bring Bulletstorm back yeah are <laughs> yeah. we in? yeah we're in we're in, we're in. Yeah. save it from the lava yeah. we're in so great what have you got for us Al? well um, I thought I'd also champion the kind of rare well literally rare hipster choice that really no one's ever heard or, or played um, it's uh, GoldenEye 007 on the N64 which is just well, a, a forgotten classic I mean, it might be a, a very obscure game well by yeah. the year 3000 yeah. I hope not no, they're still making be... Bond films that's the amazing thing even though the event we're on like the 500th Bond film now is Connery still in them yeah. <laughs> except now like you know the plots you know you can't go I'm going to blow up the world because everyone's like everyone's yeah everyone's done it <laughs> lasers tell me yeah. a new one uh, so GoldenEye yeah what can one say about one of the greatest games on any console machine ever uh, it brought us a lot of stuff we now consider standard in first person shooters or it, it, it either invented or popularised stuff like stealth in a first person <coughs> shooter yeah uh, the idea that you can creep around uh, in a level and if you get spotted then the guy's going to set off an alarm right mm. golden mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can knock people out, knock people unconscious. Goldeneye. Silent weapons. Goldeneye. 
Uh, it's got some of the best gadgets in any video game, best use of gadgets, like uh, particularly towards the uh, at the end of the train, uh, where you use your oh, laser watch, watch laser to Classic. undo yeah. the, the the hatch. That's oh so Do, difficult. Doing that against a clock is—it's so stressful. Me. And that's oh. it. It takes you right back there, doesn't it? Uh, getting in a tank for a set, like the tank level, um, timed missions, um, protecting somebody. I mean, oh. obviously, my well, time missions in context of the No, no, no. But they're like it. Kind of, you know, mm. was was a prominent example. Yeah. Not, yeah. But within the first-person shooter space, that hadn't really been done or popular, uh, not yeah. that I can think of. The, the pausing the game by very slowly bringing your wristwatch up to your watch face. Up. Oh, I get a shot while it's happening. That didn't really catch on quite, quite, <laughs> quite so much. Uh, the idea of protecting someone whilst they're doing something else in oh, a shooter. Natalia. I mean, protecting Natalia is one of the, like Natalia herself as a character. You're, you kind of, you know, she's a love interest. You kind of feel a certain sense of attachment. And then you have to watch her try and negotiate her way around some piece of scenery we have to watch her try and um uh, well it was when she was tapping at that computer while those guys were coming through the the the, windows through the glass uh oh god that is just classic stuff it makes me angry just thinking about it now i haven't played it for 20 years or something oh that was bad it's i mean it's, it's got some of the hardest um like it's got the one of the great challenges in gaming is unlocking all the cheats in goldeneye i haven't done it i'm not that kind of gamer i've done it Mark's done it. Oh, that, Matthew, the, what, done was it? that the one where you had to do statues so fast? Yeah. You find that black, and it depended on where the black box landed. Yeah, well, it was like, so yeah, yeah, you had yeah. to get lucky. But that was true box. with the, 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 the famous one, well, the, the major one for me was the, doing the facility, which oh. got you invincibility. Where Dr. Dirk. If you were in the right place, then you just had to start again. But you could tell that from the beginning cutscene, where he appears in the beginning cutscene. Uh, yes, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. You say point big arrows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what else? What else have we got to say? Like the multiplayer is still stands up as one of the best multiplayer experiences there is. Like uh, the configurability of it, you know, it was added oh, as, yeah, a, yeah, as yeah. an afterthought secretly yeah. by the developers. They worked on That's it right. secretly for six That's weeks right. before the release. And um, I defy you to play a game of slapping now. You know, one hit kill. We've you've only got your your sort of slapping hands to mm. play with. <laughs> that is amazing to this day. Or when you're throwing knives at each other on a one one shot kill on that. It's, that's so good. Proximity mines. Oh, brilliant! Some of the lamest games in um, uh, weapons in gaming. Some of the lamest weapons in gaming, like timed mines as well. Play that in Goldeneye. Really good. For the remote mines still the remain one mines? of yeah. my favourite so, weapons. Yeah, yeah. Like when you get the infinite ammo with it and you just at the yeah. end of the facility just coat the whole room with them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I used to stream of these things. I used to do, use the slow motion cheat and uh, mines to like get low and invincibility to get loads and loads of enemies shooting me in a corridor, then just stick a mine in the middle and then just watch them all fountain out in front of me oh, in slow motion. Mm. Great times. It breaks my heart that the remakes of Goldeneye just never managed to sort of stand up to any kind of scrutiny such a shame I didn't mind that one that was on uh, uh, the do you mean right now Goldeneye Reloaded yeah there was was one one... the guy who had literally had a Goldeneye which was like Oh yeah, that was, yeah, that yeah. was the one which is called Goldeneye was the, Rogue Agent. Yeah, that was and the then first there was like one, yeah. then, the then, there was, then Activision remade the first Goldeneye's Goldeneye Reloaded, and that yeah. was kind of all right. They wasn't turned it into cod. It was gimmicky. Yeah, but like, not not awful. It, oh, it, Rogue was, Agent was, was was you know, okay. Yeah. Well, it was no better than okay. So we got some. Is is this a good uh, time to talk about what well, some of our uh, well, uh, some other people mentioned Goldeneye? Rebecca Elliott 
mentioned it uh, on Facebook. Thanks, Rebecca. Uh, yeah, people on Twitter have mentioned it, haven't they? Goldeneye? Yeah, I've got Pikmin D. Uh, says, yeah. gentlemen, I nominate Goldeneye as the best non-military shooter of all time. Legendary awesomeness, especially in a group. And So great. Get, you know, uh, when, when I was doing the research for this, I uh, uncovered a few things that you might not know about Goldeneye. <laughs> oh, yeah? Did you hear about this? That's my line normally. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> did you know? There's all these sort of little things that were, were cut out from the final uh, version of the game. Yeah. Did you know there was a love scene between the, Natalia and, and Bond? Um, first of all, you, you touch the shoulder buttons, yeah? And then, of course, you uh, rotate the stick. And then, of course, you press... <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, that is... <laughs> That is so far beyond <laughs> anything that I would allow on this podcast. And it's also grossly offensive. Oh, my. What else have you got? Is, right. If that is a level that you're going to... Things have better improved. You know, you know how prudish greener is with the other team. <laughs> They're not good. They're not good. All right. Okay, here we go. But the rest of them. Other things that I found out whilst researching what about GoldenEye. Right. The motion capture... Uh, for the for the I mean it's not motion capture but the motion capture was done by Dolph Lundgren it's him <laughs> falling over um, okay and uh, you know the GoldenEye was also uh, was almost, the funding for it was almost pulled by Nintendo because they thought it was just you know so buggy it was never going to work yeah. uh, but um, it was pulled out of the fire and released you know and they thought <laughs> okay this is good yeah. uh, but only on condition that um, uh, odd job had his face replaced by Shigeru Miyamoto. So if you look carefully, it's actually Shigsi. Uh, yeah, that's true. True facts. All Close true, my bonus 100% true facts section there. Oh, my Your Lord. bonus nugget for you there. You so, God, like, I cannot Greener's eyes. <laughs> can I... I've broken Greener again. I can only apologise. Can but... I just read uh, James McWhorter's... Because yeah, uh, he, he wrote quite a lengthy thing about Goldeneye that I'll just rattle through. So the game I'd like to nominate to keep on the space arc is Goldeneye. 007. While its gunplay hasn't aged particularly well... Mm, no. <laughs> almost everything else has, especially so since both Halo and Call of Duty 4 moved the genre to new directions with a template that's arguably a lot easier to copy. Goldeneye's beauty is in how its levels allow you to approach things in a huge variety of ways, how it encourages you to experiment, allows you to always have fun and muck about even if you fail the mission you're on. That is yeah, that's a very good point. Take Bunker 2, for example. It's a level which can be approached in a variety of ways thanks to a tiered objective system and every inch of space within the level having purpose and impacting how things play out in one way or another. Goldeneye doesn't rely on the splendour of set pieces, Instead, it contains a bunch of levels that you want to play again for the joy of discovery. Mm. Uh, timeless multiplayer, um, being able to check proximity mines anywhere within a level never <laughs> gets old, as we discussed. With the lava consuming Earth's internet infrastructure, I'm already seeing the benefits of keeping GoldenEye on the arc. Yeah, local multiplayer Thanks, only, pre-internet. I'm not a big online gamer, but I see nothing better than uh, local carp. It just doesn't get better than that. Right, well, I'm just going to say no to Goldeneye. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not that. just didn't put it in. I all that. I cannot conceive of a space arc without Goldeneye no, on it. It's it so to... good. I mean, is it worth me... Um, uh, I've got a, 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 someone recommending Perfect Dark. Shall I read, uh, shall I read that one out yeah. as we're on the, yeah. on the Goldeneye Perfect Dark tip? So Richard Field. Hello there. Hello. Hello. I'm emailing from the year 2015, as I wish... There uh, uh, it gets old for me. <laughs> Their old-fashioned language is so sort of quaint, isn't it? Emailing. Email. As I wish to present my case of reserving Perfect Dark for the N64, right from when I saw the first screenshots in N64 magazine, I was capt- captivated. Perfect Dark is one of the finest examples of its genre. 
From the array of weapons, ranging from the conventional to the ridiculous to its Blade Runner-esque setting, the game felt and sounded excellent and was a worthy success to GoldenEye as the N64's best FPS, superb single-player missions, and the most comprehensive multiplayer to date, where players could customise every element of the game, mm. right down to the look of the AI bots or sims, which kept me hooked for at least a couple of years after its release. Forget the huge letdown that was Perfect Dark Zero. Now, I've got <laughs> I've got a problem with that. Oh, Mark. You've got to play it on hard. Uh, that's, all oh, gonna, that's, that's all I'm going to say. Surely... Well, it doesn't get better. It just gets harder. Yeah, but it kind of gets better as well. Anyway, let's, let's skip over that. It's the only, Perfect Dark Zero is the, only, is the only game which title sort of reviews itself. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. <sighs> Forget the huge letdown that was Perfect Dark Zero, brackets, on easy. Surely a title of this quality should be kept for future generations... It's combat simulator, he's talking about Perfect Dark N64 now, it's combat simulator might prove useful in training future soldiers to fend off hostile alien species encountered after the Ark's departure. Hmm. What? Here, exclamation mark, thrusts forward N64 cartridge as I gradually sink into the lava as my legs dissolve beneath me. Bye. Bye. Wait, so he sacrificed himself in order to just pitch the idea of Perfect Dark going in? I think he was hoping we'd grab hold of the cartridge and if he kept We're like, let go of the hold. cartridge. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, let go of the cartridge, man, or he's not coming in. And he's like, pull me up with it. I'm getting lighter by the minute. <laughs> oh, what are we going to do with so Arthur? Half a James. What are we going to do with him? What's Richard, the point of it? Richard Field. Richard. Oh, sorry. We're yeah. to Richard, aren't we? Yeah. What are we going to do with half a Richard? Well, he could be the fourth player, I guess. Um, he's still got his yeah. hands. Yeah. I yeah. As long as the as long as the other hand is intact, then okay. Yeah. Okay. So Goldeneye's going in for sure. For sure. Yeah. It's pride of place in the space arc. So uh, thanks to everyone who uh, recommended Goldeneye. Yay! I think Perfect Dark should go in as well. Oh, really? Re- really? Yeah. What about how janky it was? It wasn't like when when Perfect Dark came out, that replaced Goldeneye completely. Like we never played Goldeneye again. What? We played uh, Perfect Dark. Yeah. Well, no, it that's, repla- yeah. like it repla- like because it had the same structure in in single player. It was you know had all the same kind of compelling things. I thought I thought the multiplayer. Yeah, but not as good. The multiplayer was better. No. Better. We- oh yeah. No. Me, like me and my brother play like against an army of those Sims. Yeah, the like, Sims we'd hole, really up, good. We'd hole Sims. up in an elevator in the lift, and the doors yeah. would open. And we'd just be gunning them that's down. Not, it's like Butch Cassidy. That's, not, that's like silly fun, though, right? It's not no, that game. That, the weapons in that in that game, and like the the you know leveling up your little character, even though it didn't change. Like just having your little ranks to your characters, just like. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I loved Perfect Dark. It sounds like I'm going to have the deciding vote on Perfect Dark then. I'm not. Well, I'm not putting it under settings. I think. It's well, just, it's been recommended by. Uh, yeah, I think. I, yeah. I, but if, if, you, if you guys don't want it, Richard Field. I'm um, going to say no, just to make it, just for dramatic tension. I do like the game, but I, it's no golden. It's hard because I think. How old are you when you played Perfect Dark? Uh, would have been like 16, 15. I think it's one of those games that if it, yeah, if you played it when you were young it has that kind of nostalgic value it was d- definitely good but it doesn't feel super special to me anymore it's definitely a game we were obviously so excited about on the magazine mm. and you know it was great you know really really good but i just don't have that kind it doesn't have that magic for me now when i think back to it um in the way that a game like 
Perfect Dark Zero. No, right. that's absolute garbage. <laughs> Only when on hard, when the story suddenly gets better. <laughs> Rubbish. Oh, I, 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 love, uh, I love, love, love. Uh, I think I think I'll put I think I'll put Perfect Dark in because yeah, I did. Re- me and um, a few of the N sixty four guys I remember going playing some of the multiplayer. And, yeah, those bots, are, those Simmons. Oh, the multiplayer's yeah, great. great. And I just thought they really like they took everything they made that made Goldeneye great and just developed it a bit further. That's brilliant. Okay, so I've got a couple of other uh, suggestions we can know. rattle through. <laughs> Um, Jay Gale, the um, the villain from Far Cry Four, again. The goody, yeah. The, oh yeah, the goody. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You're on Pagan Min's side, are you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, you really don't understand that game. Dark. <laughs> You're like, oh, remember that evil guy who's trying to help all those stupid villagers? I thought they'd yeah, be a, and stop they'd... you from being a millionaire. And they spent three hours what? blowing up elephants. <laughs> I thought there'd be a twist. Uh, Jay Gale, the good guy from Far Cry 4, would like to submit uh, Time Splitters 2 into Space Arc for its fast-paced, chaotic, and downright fun multiplayer, dot, 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 alone. I guess he means that, that alone. Oh, that alone. Because well, Time yeah. Splitters 2 had bots as well, didn't you? So you could play the multiplayer you alone. You could. Yeah. But, I mean, it was, you know, it was a multiplayer game that hot. That's, ah, that's well, uh, anyway, um, is, the rest of his email says, also monkeys, which is very well remembered for. My friend and I would still be playing to this day had we power. Had we power? Had oh, we and, and, and had he not melted last week. Sad face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good sad face, sir. Um, yeah, I mean, I absolutely love Time Spirits too, and I did really consider putting it in as my mm. choice. Um, that, to me, how you describe Perfect Dark, is how I describe Time Spit. It's just the the what's the word the the the, the depth and breadth of it. Just the, the sheer amount of modes and um, you know secrets and stuff oh, going just, on. It's just endless. Just an endless I game. Hate, I hate Time Spitters. I've never been a fan. It's what? too silly, right? I hate it. What? What's wrong with you guys? Everyone loves Time Spitters. I think it's absolute garbage. What? It's too It's wacky. guns. All the, all the guns don't feel like guns. They feel like they're firing Nerf bullets. It feels mm. like you're firing balls of light no matter what the gun... Don't, if the guns suck. But like they hit people and they sort of have comedy kind of paths of light. It's just rubbish. I've never heard anyone... No, I, like I, I know. I, I, I used to drive them out the wall. When I read the reviews of that game, I was like, Time Splitters 2 is going to be the best thing ever. And I, I hated it. So is that it then? No Time Splitters uh, in the arc? Time Splitters yeah. in the freaking lava with these stupid like, ooh, one of the characters is a monkey, one of them's like a bad dinosaur or whatever. Like, t- I, ha- I hate it. Oh, I thought that was going to be a shoot. you found the two people who don't like it. Yeah. Oh, Everyone else I loves it you... and they're going to be really upset that it's gone in the lava, but you know what? Yeah. Well, Sorry, we've got to have some quality control. Get in the lava. I'm really surprised get, by get that. Get in the lava, lava with your precious time splitters. No, you know what you'll get for Christmas next next year. <laughs> <laughs> copy copy <laughs> time splitters. I bought two. it. I own yeah. it on GameCube. Yeah, I've, I, I, that's the I've one. Spent human money on it. Yeah, I've, I've got the little tiny GameCube disc still because uh, it's a game I wanted to keep. No, I, not anymore, my friend. I, I never understood it. Like there was a. It was weird because when oh. I, when I, when I first started Future, I remember one of the strangest things was seeing. That it was, um, the, I think it was Games Radar at the time. It was their, it was still their team game. Like when anyone left, oh, yeah. okay. like anyone left the team or left the company, they'd have like a day of playing Time Splitters Two in sort of memory mm. of that person, oh. like as their sort of farewell thing. And I just, with that person or after with that, with that person, yeah, as like a big yeah. farewell. It's like let's play our favorite <laughs> game ever, Time Splitters Two. But I've always, I've just never got it. Like mm. 
you know, talking about time splits too makes me realise I didn't even consider Borderlands for for uh, for this, Ooh. and that is—is uh, is anyone from Neither uh, did Facebook? Anybody else, I think. The first Borderlands or Borderlands Two. Borderlands Two. Yeah. Borderlands yeah. Two. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody mentioned Borderlands. Uh, that's the thing. It shows how rich the genre is. Yeah. Very rich genre. I feel and, bad about time splits too. Ah, uh, don't worry. I've already forgotten about it. Nah. Uh, <laughs> Chris Millis says, "Dear the rotating platformers, yeah. this Christmas." I received a PS4, along with, among, among other games, Destiny. I had heard that it got some negative reviews, but the sheer prospect of a sci-fi RPG MMO FPS game was hard to resist. <laughs> Due to PSN, PS Network being down over the festive period... Happy I Christmas could... from your friends at Sony. <laughs> <laughs> well, from your friends at, what was it, the Alligator Crew, with Lizard Squad, what were they called? Oh, <laughs> bless them, Lizard Squad. Yeah. The Alligator Crew is... That's where you train up to be a member of Lizard Squad. It's like, it's like, it's like it's the junior branch. Yeah, it's like Cubs. <laughs> the scouts <laughs> so, start off in newts that's like beavers <laughs> I was I was part of one of the Wait, I was hack. one of the first beavers Wait, I was yeah yeah way back in the day oh yeah due to PlayStation Network being down over the festive period I couldn't play it for about a week but it was definitely worth the wait says Chris Millis from what I have played so far I have absolutely loved it and think it has totally lived up to its hype thanks Chris Millis Destiny uh... <laughs> what noise did you make? <laughs> I was going to make a. I was going to say a bad word there, but I'm not going to. We're family friendly. I like. I do. I mean, like we were talking about um, earlier with the 2014 games. I think Destiny. I really like the. You know, obviously the shooting in it is is fantastic. In Destiny. Yeah, I think so. Oh, well, it depends how much you've played. I haven't played very much. It, it, it gets better. Okay. It gets better. Why? Uh, because you, because of all the, the skills, the skills you unlock. Well, and that makes the mechanics you don't like better. The shooting, you, yeah. now you are, that is what the shooting is. But yeah, I think it's good shooting. Yeah, I didn't. Like you it. like it? Okay. Mm. I didn't. I didn't get on with it particularly well like, at all. Bungie are painfully average. Yeah, it's a thing they are very good at. Mm, oh, no, not good. I mean, it just got nothing compared to Halo. Well, I'm not going to put it in the arc. Uh, no. You know, I think um, it just hasn't had time to prove. It. I, I think I, I think it's kind of like everyone in the office not everyone but there's a lot of people in the office they are obsessed with it and they just they just talk about it endlessly like and they've all played like 200 hours you know but part of me wonders cynically if it's actually more an indicator of that last year didn't have much to kind of tear people away from Destiny because well, I thought it was all a little last year was I'm not denying it's compelling it's a hugely compelling game and involving and you can get into it and the kind of the MMOE side of things, yeah. fine, raids and whatnot, but mm. it doesn't make it a good shooter. Mm, okay. Yeah, okay. I don't know. The one thing I will say is I've never heard a good Destiny anecdote, and I have heard so many Destiny anecdotes. Oh, yes. How about the 53rd time I went up against Crota? Like, yeah, really? it, yeah, I know. It's just, it's just, if you don't play it, it sounds total garbage, but I imagine it's, you know, mm. I, I've, I've, you know I've dabbled mm. with the normal story campaign I'm not in the mad end game yet no. because it hasn't that, but yeah. um, I'm going to make that my one of my new year's resolutions is to play more Destiny, play and, more Destiny. and to see what it get at least give that end game a go and see what happens okay. well it's going to get better as a game isn't it right it's going to well, well actually the, the hardcore fans think it, it's got worse because really? the, the expansions kind of uh, messed up some stuff that they loved about it 
Mm. It's constantly changing like that. And well, Bungie have had nine hundred and eighty-six years to get it right now. So oh, uh, by now, yeah, we're away to the game by yeah, now. Brilliant. Yes. Well, I'm going I'm, I'm to read out one more um, email we had. This is yeah. from Andrew. And we got some Facebooker. Oh, yeah, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, so Andrew Rice says, after the tragic events of the last space arc, Wii Sports and Bishy Bashy in, rabbit, rabbits out, oh, and tower, tower Fall not even being considered. I must have, must have missed, forgotten about Tower Fall. Ooh. I'm going to offer my choice of Resistance 3. Um it was say? it was a tough call this week, but the decision finally came down to Wolfenstein, Metro Redux, and Resistance Three. Both both great contenders. I think it means all three great contenders, <laughs> but they can only be one winner. Resistance Three is simply brilliant fun. After the two average and dated games before it, Insomniac knocked it out of the park with this masterpiece. The game is packed with brilliant rep- weapons, and they use their ratchet and clank expertise by giving the weapons levels and turning them into crazy killing machines that are a joy to use. Start upgrading the Magnum. And you'll be treated to sticky explosives that can cause massive damage to bosses or hordes of monsters. Use the atomizer, and as it upgrades, your lightning shots chain to nearby foes. Atomizer, isn't that a thing that sprays a very fine mist on your face? Heston Blumenthal uses it for yeah. to put his vinegar on his chips. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And also oh. to uh, lightning shot chain his nearby foes, I guess. Yeah, yeah, he's big into that. That's how he cooks sausages. <laughs> he lightning chains them. Um, all the guns have three levels and you can't help but want to upgrade them all the story itself isn't anything to rave about but the characters are decent and I generally came to care for Capelli (laughs) we all we're all shrugging (laughs) our shoulders out of context (laughs) okay Capelli eh? yeah so he's he's involved I really grew to love Capelli it's the gameplay itself that sets this apart um the difficulty is challenging, the set pieces are fun, and back here in the year 2015, the game is dirt cheap, everyone should play it, and do rice. Now, I've got to admit, uh, I have bought a copy of Resistance 3, which is sitting in my bookshelf, and I have not played it, I have heard very good things about it, but mm. I have no experience of actually p- controlling it with a plastic controller. <laughs> so how about you guys? Uh, no, I haven't either. Um, I just uh, played the first hour of it, and then... Decided I didn't want to play anymore. Right, sorry, Andrew, it's, it's not going into space. <laughs> just based on... I think the problem with that oh, game, I think true. the problem with a lot of Insomniac stuff is they're so focused on the wacky guns. You know, yeah. it's like this gun does that. That that's they kind sound of... good though. I like the idea. Yeah, of but it's, it's good like for th- you know like four or five times, and then you're like, oh, now what? Oh, this no. is what I'm working mm. with for the rest of the game. And the one thing I will say for it is it kind of when everyone was doing COD style very, you know, linear-led um, sort of target gallery shooting, like enemies mm-hmm. popping up behind barrels. Yeah. It, it is a bit more of a traditional sort of story, you know, it's a bit more like like Half-Life 2 or something. It's a bit mm-hmm. more sort of half, you know, it's kind yeah. of trying to do a bit of narrative gunplay stuff, but without mm-hmm. being Bioshocky. let's yeah. stop and talk to characters. That's something I should, like, I, I like to see champion. I, you know, I'm glad that people are still making those kind of games, but it's, I think it's very derivative. It's yeah. very kind of beige, brownie kind of game. It's no, like it's just sort of unexceptional. Um, okay. So into the lava. There it goes. Oh, off it goes. What we got on Facebook right. there now? Now we've got some interesting choices here. Connor Bennett says uh, it says it may not count, but GTA Five. No, no. Into the lava. Next. Uh, it's a good game, <laughs> and you can play it in first person. But it doesn't make it a first person shooter. No. So. So Theo Newman says Half-Life 2, which you just referred to, Matthew. That is a great game. Half-Life 2 and Episode 1 and 2. He's, Wouldn't it be hilarious if we put Half-Life 2 in the lava? 
He says, never mind the perfect shooting mechanics, the level design and sound the level design and sound production should ensure its place on the Space Hulk, one of the best games ever. I think um, But should it be Half Life that goes in? Half Life One yeah, I, in some ways I prefer Half Life One to Half Life. Oh I don't know, I think Half I think Half Life Two does it all all better. Oh god Ooh, well, mm, It's difficult, isn't it? Because when you I play a game, putting in either one is you'll be you know, you'll be like well respected for putting it in, but I think two is Way more interesting in yeah. terms of like it's got much more advanced technology oh, to play with. It's got uh, that it's wonderful got gravity, Raven thingy, Ravenholm, Ravenholm section oh, yes. that is unmissable. Yes, scary. Yeah, I was actually almost too scared to put it, even though it's yeah. not at that scary. Like because no. at the time, because I didn't really know much about it, I remember getting to that bit and being like, "Oh no, I'm not going to have to do this because it's, it's too scary." <laughs> I found the head cramp. I'm terrified of head cramps. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't oh, yeah. things that jump at you. It's just no, too no. small to shoot. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they are. But then once yeah. you started like pulling out the buzz saws from the wall and like chopping yeah. things, the in buzz saws is what it's all about. The yeah, gravity yeah. gun and the, and the buzz saw in that section, decapitating the uh, well zombie type dudes that are and yeah. the guys with the head cramps. And the paint, on. wonderful. When you throw the paint at them and it would spat on them and. That's you know, paint cool cans point. you can pick up. I think go, we may have just talked ourselves into it, yeah. into putting Half-Life 2 oh, in. Yeah. Half-Life 2, you'd be insane Same. not to put that in. Okay, we have got a nomination, well, two nominations for James Bond Nightfire <laughs> from Scott Adrian Fine <laughs> and Daniel William Murphy. Lots that, of people with lots of names. Is that like a tongue-in-cheek thing? No. There's one of them that's good, but I don't think it's Nightfire, is it? No, okay. No, yeah. come on. Into the lava then. Right, oh, into bond, the lava. Bond out. <laughs> We bond. have next. They'll be like, let's put in the world is not enough. Mr. Luke Spencer oh, says, <laughs> "Red Steel, the classic, the pinnacle of modern first-person shooters. Yeah. Nine out of ten, Matthew Castle. Oh God, not this. No, we can't. God, we... Matthew, try and convince us that Red Steel is not painfully average. <laughs> Go. Listen, I've had a thousand years to think about this, <laughs> and like." And I think that's kind of how actually like anyone who how calls, long it takes anyone who anyone who puts a score on Red Steel without having contemplated it for a thousand years is a fool. Uh, so I'm really the only person in the world who can say this. Listen, Red Steel was at the time an yeah. exciting hint of what we may have been able to have done a thousand years ago. You've said it yourself, Matthew. If it has, uh, yeah, like okay, it's widely accepted. It's not a great game. Uh, hmm. I genuinely don't think it's the atrocity some people make it out to be. No, no. I think no. a lot of people actually decided, <clears throat> I don't like Wii, I need a game which will really help me bash it. This was its kind of one of its great big kind of hopes, was like yeah. how it's going to handle traditional genres like first-person shooter, and everyone kind of went to town on it. Um, yeah. I think it did really interesting things. As it turned out, because when you start a generation, you don't know what that machine's going to be capable of or what it's going to achieve. Mm -hmm. And actually, okay, first, uh, Metroid Prime 3 was brilliant in the first person, but not many people did it right. Not many people... It wasn't like, oh, Red Steel did it horribly wrong. Oh, you know, no, you, no, just, no. you couldn't tell at the time. Like, it was a yeah. good indicator. I thought, you know what, this works. I like the kind of fantasy of it. I actually quite like the Japanese setting. I think it's got a couple of fun levels in it. Sword fighting is pretty, pretty horrendous. Mm. Um, mm. Listen, I drank an awful lot of Pepsi when I was reviewing that game. <laughs> like, uh, it, yeah. it, it is what it is. I... I you know, yeah. I mean, space not, art was uh, oh, no, 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 throw that no, no, into it. the lava. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, oh no, no, no. like, listen, like, <laughs> I stand up for it, but that thing is toast. Okay. <laughs> so what? So which brings so, us round to Rebecca's suggestions. Yeah, we got a whole list uh, here. So oh, it's yeah. just worth just worth hearing these. Yeah, yeah, because there's you know also also relevant. We'll just do a quick yay or nay on them. Yeah. So Bioshock is in any way dishonoured. No, I mean I really look forward to Dishonoured. I was. I, I can see how some people would love it, but um, 
Uh, yeah, it's a good game. It's, it's it's not a first person shooter. I'd argue. I'd say well, it's more of something yeah. else. I'd argue that it, it it could probably get onto the space arc in a different genre, maybe. Yeah, it maybe. Yeah. See, back. this is going to come back to another yeah. one, which which is in Rebecca's list, which I almost put forward. Uh, so Fallout, which is well, again, you, well, which, stacked, which one? You pull though? the trigger and it freezes and works out what your likelihood is of hitting things. Yeah. It's not really a reactive I, shooter. No, that's going to be... But that'll be back later. Fallout will definitely be back on it. On yeah, well, we'll talk. I'd like to think so. Metro 2033. It's good. Is that the right one? I'm playing that at the moment. I've only just started it, so I can't really call it, but it's, 2033, it's very not, shiny. Not uh, any of the others. I, I've only played 2033, actually, uh, uh, and... I liked it, but it, it, I wouldn't call it one of the, the greatest ever. Right, that's a stinker then. Alien <laughs> Isolation. Not a shooter. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, yeah, no shooting. Uh, first person, but not a shooter. Sorry, Rebecca. Deus Ex. Presumably that means... The original. The, well, oh, the original or Human Revolution. RPG, not a shooter. Yeah, not a classic shooter. Oh, they are shooters, but they shoot. But when you pull the trick, they feel unsatisfying. They're not about like yeah. how good the shooting is. They're about the stats. It's stats driven again. Mm. I don't know. Uh, no, I very recently played uh, Human Revolution, and that is it is a shooter. It does. Oh, yeah. yeah no, well, well, when are you going to cover that. it? Becomes a third person game. Well, yeah, that's technically true. But I, you I, can, you can yeah, you can play the Human Revolution by just tromping about. Kind of just shooting people more in so face. than the original, definitely. yeah. Um, and I would, yeah. I would, it's but, much more actually. When we do stealth games, Human Revolution is going to be, you know, I'll tell you now, that'll be my pick. So yeah. it's not an FPS, uh, yeah. I, I might query you when it comes around to stealth Whoa, games. Oh my god, I can't believe we're debating future space arcs. We're setting up some season long <laughs> story arcs, anyway, yeah. In the space arc, uh, so we've got Half Life. Yeah, well, we well you know, him. we've talked about that. Churok, again. See, Churok, the original Churok, I would definitely put him. And Goldeneye, which, of course, you know, all the uh, Cognoscenti put forward uh, Goldeneye. So there we go. It's all in. Yeah. That's a lot of games. That's a lot. Scattergun approach. I wonder what we missed out. Yeah, it'd, just, it'd be a lot of a lot Yeah, of but I know we have missed things. Come on, listeners, let us know what we've uh, yeah, missed Yeah, 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 do let There's us know. There's some Red Faction. <laughs> Red Faction uh, Gorilla, really. Mm. So that's a lovely crop of games for the space arc. Next uh, session, my friends, we're going to be doing the the uh, what was it? Turn based strategy, wasn't it? Turn based strategy, which is quite a broad church. What do you think about it? I think there, as yeah, I think there's definitely room for discussion about um, what what that genre includes. Uh, but yeah. it does include some really really good games, some amazing games, and some um, bad ones as well. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and some that are sort of all right, and <laughs> some that are good. But, but not, not that many overall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I, it's definitely a genre to me of games that I feel, of games I want to recommend to people that, I, that you don't think that many people have necessarily played because they take a time commitment. You know, they're not the kind of all-action games. So You're not just recommending them, though. You're locking them locking on away. Board. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're forced to live with these things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Turn by Lovely. turn. So get your suggestions in, my friends, through Facebook or Twitter or email. Uh, via the means that we will tell you about at the end of the podcast. Right, so... It's time to shuffle off this mortal platform, isn't it? Yes, oh, mortal yeah, space arc. Yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, so we took, our, took ourselves away for another night. So, or, or, and our blankets 
our video games, all the video game boxes, just just uh, cuddled up inside there. Yeah. It's not very not very comfortable no. actually. It's sort of pointy. I'll take the paper wrappers out. That might work. <laughs> the paper. Wrappers. Well, you know the paper bits out of games. Oh, like the instructions. Yeah. Well, yeah, the instructions and the sleeve. The vouchers, the codes, <laughs> or the Xbox Live codes. Yeah. <laughs> Cover myself in uh, two-day Xbox Live trials. <laughs> <laughs> this is our life now. Uh, yeah, let's jump off. But after this. And so we land on the final platform of this yep. first podcast of 2015. I've enjoyed these 2015 platforms. I think it's they've been, been good. Top quality I platforming. Think they've been pretty sturdy. I've, I, do you know, we talked about a lot of games that I really want to go back and play again, actually, mm. in, in terms of 2014 and uh, the Space Arc, which didn't happen, obviously. That happens <laughs> in the future, but yeah. you get the idea. And I'm looking forward to the rest of the year. I think we're going to have a great year. I think there's a lot of cool games coming up. I'm excited. Yes, so we yeah, stick with us, listeners. <laughs> please, please, listeners. Yeah, despite the last, don't leave us. And yeah, we want to hear from you, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, so you can get in touch with us with so many different ways. Um, you which can, you are getting, go for it. You can uh, you can comment on our website, which is uh, therotatingplatform.com. Yeah, one out of four. Um, you can tweet at us, which is at Rotating Podcast. Two out yeah. four. Uh, you can email us at trp at therotatingplatform.com. Yep. Yes, you're nearly four. there. And you can find us on Facebook at uh, the search for Rotating Platform Podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, or, yeah. Or you can also go facebook.com slash the ro- no slash rotating platform. Yes. Yeah. So there's so many different ways you communi- you can communicate with us. So yeah. You know, yeah. please do because yeah. we love hearing from you. So let's wrap it up yeah. and uh, say bye for now. Bye everyone. Cheerio, listeners. Bye.